Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Last week, we saw the power of God move here. We saw God doing something supernatural. And even afterwards, when we went to the pastor's lounge, God moved and God has just poured in the Holy Spirit in a new and fresh way. And I want to invite that if you need um, the power of God, if you need to be filled with the Spirit, just we will pray for you today and God wants to do a miracle in that place. So we're touching again on the 70 that was sent out in Luke 10. After these things, the Lord anointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face in every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. God is busy activating people to go out into the field. God is saying there is an incredible harvest for each one of us, but we need to understand that this is a time of going. This is a time of stretching and moving forward. Um, Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lamb among wolves. You see, we think that we must be whole and together and strong when we go out. But God says, I take you as a lamb. I take you in your broken time. And I send you into a task that seems impossible. For a lamb to go minister to a wolf is impossible. Okay? You might get eaten. But when you are in that place and understand that you are being sent out by God, it's not about your ability. It's not about how strong you are. It's not about how ready you are. It is about being obedient. And that is the thing that we have to hear. I'm sending you out, says God. But whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. There's something that you're going to bring into places where I can never get to. There's things that you can do that I can never do. And social media sort of like made us think that it's enough to just comment on Facebook or Instagram. To just send out. But we can never replace the one-on-one ability of somebody going to tell somebody Jesus loves you and Jesus has a plan for you and Jesus wants to work in your life. I can just tell you again my own testimony. When I was in Standard 7, you guys know it as grade 9, but it will never be grade 9 for me. Um, Standard 7 in about 1981 in Neisner High School, I got myself into trouble. Serious trouble that the school asked me, okay, please take this boy out of school because he's causing trouble here. Okay? So my dad says, okay, well, you want to be naughty? You're going to hostel. You're only going to come home once a term. The rest of the time, I don't want to see you. Go sort yourself out. So I started Standard 8 or uh, Grade 10 in George. And the hostel is not a good place for people that have got problems. You just get deeper into trouble, okay? Because everybody that's naughty is now around you. Everybody who has been 
centre way is all in the same place. Okay? And trouble just multiplied. You know, eh, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> trouble just multiplies. And I did everything and anything I could to get out of the routine of hostel. If there's a rugby camp, that week I'm playing rugby. Next weekend there's a cricket camp, that week I'm playing cricket. I did anything I could to get away from the discipline and so on. So at one week there's a folk dancing weekend. I know nothing about this, but I'm going on the folk dancing camp. I hear there's mostly girls going, so this is a good plan. Okay? And we went to a little place called Great Brack River and did the things in the evening and lots of speeches and stuff. And then at about 10 o'clock in the evening, we go for a walk on the beach. Hey, this is perfect. <laughs> I like this plan. <laughs> and what happens? The two girls that I like start singing to Jesus on the beach. And I'm so upset. <laughs> This is not church. It's not time for singing about Jesus. It's not a time. There's other things on my mind, nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> anybody here that's never been a teenager? <laughs> okay, anybody who skipped that stage in their life? Um, but I realized. They've got something that I don't have. I call myself a Christian. And if somebody had to ask me, am I a Christian? I would have said yes. But this is not fitting that Jesus that I'm serving. Jesus has got his hour on a Sunday morning, and that's about it. That's more than enough, I think. But as I got to bed that night, I can still see the hall that we all slept in in our sleeping bags spread out over the hall. And I couldn't sleep because I realized there's something missing. There's something that I need that is not there. And funny enough, I, somewhere during the night I prayed, I said, God, if what they're experiencing is real, you will have to tell me what I must do. Some, I know I've got to do something, but I don't know if you are real, Jesus. Because I've done this thing because my parents did it. But I've never made a decision if you are real or not. And I'm lying there in bed and I said, God, if you are real, speak to me. The next morning before breakfast, teacher does an altar call and tells the story about how Jesus gave his life for us. And that if we give our lives to him, he multiplies and does something great out of our life. And I knew it was an answer to my prayer. Amen. And I went to that teacher late in the day and I said, well, I don't know what it means, but I've given my life to Jesus. Whatever I do from here onwards is about him. Whatever I do from here onwards is about him. March 1983. My life has never, ever been the same since that day. I've had great days and I've had horrible days. I've had days when I said, God, are you really alive? And I've had days when I said, I cannot deny because you've done a miracle again and again and again. Whenever I'm at the end of my tether, that Jesus that I gave that night in March of 1983 my life to, 
has still come through for me. And I believe that there are people sitting here still watching from the outside saying, I wonder if this Jesus is real. I see people worshiping and I see people lifting their arms, but I don't feel like doing it. I want to tell you, there's a Jesus that is alive and he wants to change your whole life. There's a Jesus that's alive and he wants to change your whole life. And if you want to come up for prayer, I believe today is the day that we have to step out and declare to Jesus, Jesus, I want you to change my life. Then right now is the time. I'm not going to wait till the end of the service. I want to open it right now. Let's just bow our heads for a second and saying, if there's anybody here that wants to say, Pastor, pray for me because I need a touch like you had 30 odd years ago. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Then this morning is your turn. Don't worry about making an embarrassment of yourself. He was beaten. He was dragged naked through the streets and he was hung naked on a cross until he died. So that you can sit here this morning and saying, I need you, Jesus. Did all of that to change your whole life. There's anybody here, just raise your hand or come to the front. I want to pray for you. Okay. Nobody here like that this morning. Praise God. We'll see you all in heaven. We're all ready. But that same Jesus, okay, you can open your eyes. Let's carry on. <laughs> oh. Sure. And verse 9, and it says, And heal the sick there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. You see, we have to preach the kingship of Jesus. We have to preach that Jesus is yet to change everything, who we are, what we are, and how things work. And we have that job. If you've given your life to Christ, then this instruction is to you. Then this instruction of going out. And then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. This is exactly the same as what I said last week, but I'm giving us a chance to truly get it into our hearts that when we start speaking to people, we are taking people from the kingdom of Satan and bringing them into the kingdom of light. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have a new saying. I say, I make Satan pay. Satan, you will pay for everything that you take from me. You know, I've had to sell my car lately because of business challenges. So I said to Satan, well, if you don't give me a car, every single Uber driver that takes me is going to get saved. I'm going to make sure that every time I have to take an Uber, I'm going to share the gospel. wasn't long and somebody said to me, okay, well, use a car. <laughs> because Satan said, well, look, I can't leave on us without a car because all the Uber drivers are going to get saved. So you've got to, in your life, when you face a setback, don't just take it, make Satan pay. Find a way to make Satan pay and let him pay in souls. That's the biggest way. If you face a setback financially or health, okay, I'm going into the hospital, but everybody in this hospital room is going to know about Jesus by the time I come out. Because Satan can steal our health and he can steal our finances, but we can make him pay in souls. And that hurts him much, much more. 
than letting us not have a car or not have anything. Because God is there to make you and anoint you in that very place. You're not sent to exist and fight this fight of survival. You are sent to change the world. Oh, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but rejoice that your name are written in heaven. The fact that we have power to change things isn't important. What is important is that Jesus has paid a price for us. Amen. From verse 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. You don't have to have a degree. And I'm not saying don't have a degree. I'm just saying you don't have to have one. You don't have to be some clever guy. You have to come to God like a baby. And he reveals to you incredible things. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows who the, the Son is except the Father. And the Father is except the Son. And the one to whom the Son wills to reveal it. You can only understand who God is when God reveals it to you. You need something that God shows you. And I have had so many times in my life just a revelation of who Christ is and then it changes my whole life and that we've got to understand from the scripture that it's something supernatural that God does through Jesus when he makes you understand something that you never understood before okay my wife come and bless us here amen amen I want you all quickly just to stand to your feet okay so I want you to ask the person next to you, or behind you, or in front of you, are you alive? Okay, some of you are beginning to wake up a little bit, all right? Are you alive? Yes. Are you excited to be alive? Yes. Good, now you can sit. <laughs> Matthew 28. And I want to read from verse 16. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Meanwhile, the 11 disciples heard the wonderful news from the woman and left for Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had arranged to meet them. So they heard the wonderful news. He's alive. Say, he's alive. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. But some still had lingering doubts. You see, some of you are sitting here and watching online, and you see everything happening around you. But there's that, what if this isn't real? What if it's like, or maybe some of you have experienced him in the past, but you've allowed yourself to drift away because of hurts and disappointments. He is alive, just like you're alive. And the difference is, when we come to Jesus, like the disciples did, and we look at him, and we worship him, 
we actually begin to really live. Until you really worship Jesus, you exist. And life has no real meaning. I speak from experience. And I've had days where, man, I worship Jesus in church. And I've had days where all I can see is my own failures, my own weaknesses, the problems, the hurts, and I lose sight of him. The reason why we need to get together in church is that we can remind one another, he is alive. Are you alive? He's alive. Say with me, he's alive. Amen. Okay, so you all spoke he's alive. All right. Then Jesus came close to them. When you worship Jesus, he comes close to you. That's what the Bible says. Then Jesus came close to them. When you worship Jesus, something happens. All authority in the universe has been given to me. Every authority in the entire universe was given to Jesus. Listen to what he says next. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Wherever, who goes? The pastor? Say, wherever I go, I have authority. Turn to the person next to you. You've got authority. You don't sound very convinced. Say to the person next to you, you've got authority. Amen. And teach them to faithfully follow all I've commanded you. And never forget that I'm with you every day, even to the completion of this age. He promised. He promised he's with you. Every single day till the end of the age. He didn't promise you, well, if you're really very good and you've dotted all the T's and you've put dotted across the T's and dotted the R's, then I'll be with you. Did he say that? He said, I will be with you. I will be with you. Irrespective of whether you have good days or bad days. Either irrespective of whether you've got it all made and put together or where you're just floundering and you don't know how you're going to survive. He said, I will be with you. Say, he's with me. That to me is pretty good news. You see, it's not dependent upon you. It's dependent on the fact that he said he is with you. To the end of the age, till the stars fall out of the sky, till this planet disintegrates, he is with you. That's what he promised. I love this word. Don't you love the word? You need to read the word. You need to read the Bible for yourself. If you don't have a Bible, come and speak to us after the service. We will make sure you get a Bible. You see, you have to read the Bible for yourself. Don't just believe what we sprout. 
God's given you a good brain. Read what the Word says. If you don't understand, we'll walk with you. We'll show you. But you have to read the Bible for yourself. Don't believe everything just said from the pulpit. Because many people say things that are not in the Bible. We have to believe what the Word actually says. Amen? Amen. Are you alive still? Yes. Woo! Come on. Get some excitement. Mark 16, verse 15 and 18. Again, the Passion Translation. And he, Jesus, said to them, As you go into all the world, preach openly the good news of the gospel to the entire human race. There we are. The entire human race. Are you human? Yes. Is your friends human? Yes. You hope so. <laughs> Is your work colleagues human? Yes. Okay, I know some of you doubt your bosses are human. But I promise you they are human. Family, they also human. Especially families human, okay? Your pastors are very human. Very, very, very human. Okay? Trust me. If you need a list of our imperfections, I can give you pages. If you need extra pages, I can give you lots of pages on him. <laughs> Woo! I'm alive. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. Jesus Christ came to bring good news. Amen. That I give you life. And I give you life in abundance. Yes. Do you believe that you got life in abundance? Yes. Well, if you're alive and you believe that, you better tell somebody. Come on. Whenever you last told somebody about the good news of Jesus Christ, yeah, but you see, I'm struggling, you know. Well, it's not in my character. Yeah, well, it's a pastor's job. Hugwash! Are you alive? What's the good news? That Jesus Christ died for you, even when you didn't deserve it, even when you were pretty messed up, hey, and he gave you life for eternity with him, and he promised he would be with you, so it's not dependent upon you having all the answers, it's not dependent upon you putting every foot right, having everything perfect in your life, it's dependent upon you saying, Jesus, I'll do what you ask, irrespective of how I sometimes feel, irrespective of how unspiritual I sometimes am. But I will tell people that you had mercy on me when I didn't deserve it. I will tell people that you've given me life. My life is more than my circumstances. My life is more than my situation or my failures or the negativity or the rejection or the poverty. My life is Jesus. And that is pretty good news. 
When last have you shared with a friend about Jesus Christ? When last have you said to them, come with me to church. I want you to meet somebody. Oh, what will they think of me? You know, my image. I've got this image out there. Oh, come on. It's not only me. Are you alive? Hello? Let's get excited about Jesus. This wonderful person of Jesus Christ. It's not dependent upon your goodness. It's dependent upon his mercy and his kindness. And the fact that he said, I'm with you. What do you have to do? Just share his love. Don't go around with a big Bible and bash people and point out their sins. We all know we're sinners. We all people know they've messed up. Tell them the love. That God so loved you. That he gave his only son. So that you should not die. But that you should have eternal life. This is what it's about. How many friends do you know that don't know Jesus? Close your eyes. Think of them. Picture their faces in front of you. How many work colleagues? How many family members? And I want to ask you, what are you doing? What happens if they die tonight and they miss the opportunity to have life eternal with Jesus Christ? Come on. You know, I wonder. All Jesus asks is that we just do. We're not responsible for the results. Because if I had to be responsible for the results, oh boy, flip, I've fallen short too much. Okay? Jesus says, Will you go? Will you go? And these miracle signs, verse 17 of Mark 16, and these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. Do you believe in Jesus? Are you alive? Do you believe he's with you? Amen. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive demons out in the power of my name. You will. They will speak in tongues. You will. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. Now, it doesn't mean you go and grab a snake and try to tempt it. This was specifically for those who are going out into the wild regions or where there were people trying to attempt to take their lives. They will be protected. Hey? Paul, when he was shipwrecked and they made a fire and he put his hand to get some wood, a viper came and bit him and they all watched to see if he's going to die. What did he do? He shook it off. Hey? Maybe it's time we do some shaking off of our own issues. Hey, let's shake off 
the wild ideas we've had that we're not good enough. We're not good enough, but because of Him, He's given us life. We're good enough. Hey, it's time to tell your friends. It's time to say to your friends, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I can pray for you. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Most people say, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. But you know what? You pray simple prayers. Don't get involved in arguments. If you don't know the answers, you don't know, but you can find out. I don't know everything. He really doesn't know everything. <laughs> but he knows everything. And in his word, there's an answer for everything. Will you go tell somebody? Will you go tell somebody? Will you go tell somebody the good news? I asked you to stand. And I asked you if you were alive. Yeah, I'm alive. Don't you want to take some of that life that you've received from Jesus Christ and today go and share it with somebody? The fact that I am saved today is because somebody was on my case. They decided to make me their mission. And they irritated me spitless. Spitless, okay? All right. Every time I saw them coming, I thought, oh no, where can I hide? How can I get away from them? But one day was the day. And I said, okay, I'll go with you to that silly church camp. Let them in. If I go once, they'll get off my case. That's when I met Jesus. And I got life. And for the first time, I became alive. Are you alive? Are you on screen? Are you alive? It's about Jesus Christ. I'd like the worship team up. It's about Jesus Christ. Won't you stand, guys? Hallelujah. 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 I want to ask you here in the congregation, who here needs a miracle from God? Put your hands up, okay? In whatever area, maybe emotionally, maybe physically, maybe financially, maybe for your families, okay? Keep those hands up. So now look around you. Look around. Almost everybody has got their hands up. Okay? So what do we do? You can come to the front here. And we can pray ourselves to a standstill. Or you can decide. I'm going to pray for someone. Everybody here has put their hand up. What did Jesus say? You go. Say after me. You go. 
Look at the person next to you and tell them, you go. So what I want you to do is go to somebody and ask them, what miracle do you need? And then just pray a simple prayer for them, for that miracle and let them pray for you. It's not based on you. It's based on the fact that you're alive. And either we believe what the Word of God says that we act on it, or we don't. Yeah, but you don't know how I messed up last night. Jesus is with you. It's not about your goodness. It's about Him. So as the worship team leads us now in worship, I want you to begin to go and pray for somebody. Come on, guys. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website, www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.